I'm Chuck Pendep. And welcome to Biker Life Radio. We're so truly grateful and thankful that you've joined us today. We've got a really cool show lined up just for you. Biker Life Radio is for those who ride and those who inspire to ride. We are here to reveal the truth behind the motorcycle mystique and bring real life stories of the biker lifestyle. All right, let's get riding. That's what we want to do, right? Absolutely. Do serious riding. Stands up, hit the road. So today's show sponsor is Tony and Guy Hairdressing Academy out of Colorado Springs, Colorado. So if you're ready to sit your seats in the saddle, crank your engines up and get rolling. Let's hit the road. And don't forget about your knees in the breeze. Knees in the breeze and seats in the saddle. Absolutely right. right. (laughs) So welcome everybody. We're grateful that you've joined us today. Um, Just uh, as we're getting started here, a lot of our podcast listeners may not know, but we've also started videos. Yes. So we're going to try to do the podcast along with a video, which uh, has been a royal pain. (laughs) It's just been a lot of things and, to take And it's into been going on that way for quite some time. It's like we've had so much difficulty of getting the right cameras, the right lighting, you name it. it getting things lined up is it's not as easy as it always sounds. Everybody and, and makes looks. a look. Yeah, it's and, not. And, and maybe we just need to get a hold of those guys that know how to do it right because we need some serious help. That's not serious. I don't know. We well, just, you know, Deb, you've been doing a good job at it. But, you know, it's uh, we're getting there and hopefully this works out. And we're going to continue to keep experimenting until we find out exactly what works right. So podcasters, if you want to check us out, you can find us on YouTube at Chuck in Deb show. Okay. And then also find us probably best if you go to Biker Life uh, Radio on Facebook. Uh, We do have a Chuck in Deb show Facebook page as well. So you can catch us there and uh, we'll try to put the video up on there as well. So, uh, but Biker Life Radio, and I noticed we got a little change here in our audio, Deb, but it looks like it might be just adjusting because of the way that it is. Yeah, I know. Our mics are just so unusually sensitive and every piece of equipment seems to make an adjustment right here and there. So, you know what? It's all going to be good in the end. But we all hope you guys are doing great. You know, things are starting to change, starting to improve. We're getting back to, to life, hopefully back as it was, as normal. I know that's probably not going to ever be the same, unfortunately, but we've got to keep on moving forward. And the thing is, the weather. Oh, my goodness, Deb. You had a class last week, and it was, what, 90 degrees? <laughs> it was 90 when degrees. When you were out the there, the humidity weekend. was 90, right? Oh, it felt like 150, the humidity. I Just the minute I walked out and the sun was still down, I'm dripping wet. It was just the craziest thing oh, man, ever. It is, and it's just that time of year where things are really starting to heat up. It's really uh, fun in a good way. It's a lot to look forward to as far as biking goes, and we're looking forward to, to really getting out there and making things happen. It's also starting to rain. It's rainy oh, it's season. It's our rainy season so you, here, that's for sure. Got to definitely make sure you have your rain gear with you these days. Uh, it's not like it was before where, you, you know, you might run through a rainstorm just real quick. Now you get some serious downpours here, at least where we are here in Florida. Absolutely. So, Deb, you, um, what do you got going on? You got anything planned for us here on the show today? Well, we do have a few things that I would like to talk about. Um, you know, I had a class, as we had mentioned and you mentioned earlier, And the important thing of that, every time I have a class, there is something that comes from it that either one, I can glean or we can talk about as writers ourselves or topics that just come up in the class that we need to discuss in the class based on what the criteria of the organization and what the, what the program teaches. So um, I did have one, I had several, actually this class had several things kind of highlight this time, but there was one in particular that we've had a few discussions about that I'd like to bring up on the show, if that's okay with you. 
well, like I have any choice. <laughs> of course you do, uh, yeah. but this time I not just show so up, much. You know, I'm always riding on your coattail, Deb. <laughs> oh, whatever. Your coattails, yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I'm doing. No. It's fun riding there. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about group riding because it, I found it pretty interesting. You know, as a rider coach, the course itself does not recommend new riders to go on group riding. And I found that pretty interesting. It's something that I've always been a little perplexed about the philosophy of that from a class perspective. And of course, you know, we, I teach the Motorcycle Safety Foundation's basic riders course. And the reason why it explains it is because there are so many other facets to consider for group riding that as a new rider, you just don't need to take all of that into account. What your focus really needs to be about is your riding. And I have to agree with that aspect of it. Okay, well, that's great that you agree with that aspect. <laughs> I don't know what the pause was there. I think it's probably because you're feeling a little bit paranoid that I'm looking at the side of your head. <laughs> you see, we're not normally uh, set up this way. We're, we're used to talking across from one another um, and so we're able to look at each other and it is a bit unusual because <laughs> now we have to talk directly into the, the, the camera. We have to talk to our, all of our audience right. instead so of gotta, each other. So that's a little sure that different. Included. Yeah. So, you know, it, you know, group riding. Yes. You know, and so they don't recommend that people start off right away as group riders. That's correct. And, you know, one thing I find interesting about sense, that, it does when I think about it that way. But as a newer rider, we rode pretty consistently with a group. And so for me, I found that I learned quite a bit from group riding. And so I could, I saw that aspect of it too, is that, you know, oftentimes in a group, you're watching others, you're learning from them and their signals. And they do, the group that we rode with did a great job of a pre-ride safety briefing. So they were always educating new riders about things to look out for, how the work, the group worked. Um, but there doesn't always happen that way. And that's what came up in my class this weekend. I think you're really freaking out with me looking at your right ear uh, <laughs> because, you know, yeah, you're right. But you know what? The thing was, is we weren't really new riders. I mean, we were, True. I was off the bike and back on the bike. So it wasn't like we were brand new, somebody never riding before we'd ridden, but we had never really ridden in a large group. Correct. So when I rode, when I was a lot younger, I rode with a couple of guys and we just ran out. We just rode and we had a blast. That's all we did. We just had just a fun rode. time. And it was the, just two of us and we uh, three of us total, two other people with me. So there's three of us total that we used to ride together with. And we just had a good time and we rode and just went crazy. Right. Uh, and but we knew how each other rode. rode. And I think that's so important. And, and so but as a new rider, um, and that, that, let's back up a little bit. Let's go about how we were approached and how we got started. We were actually at the Harley dealership. We were just shopping around. We were in there. It was actually, I had my uh, Sportster. It was my first Harley Davidson, right, Deb? Right. So we, we rode in on my, this, me <laughs> yeah. on, a, on a Sportster. And uh, this little guy comes up. By the way, his name is Little Dude. And we do a lot to Little Dude. Yes. Um, for he actually walked up. He was part of the hog chapter. He walked up to us and he said, hey, how you doing? He says, we're about ready to go on a group ride. Would you guys like to go? And I remember, Deb, at the time, I was very hesitant. Yeah, we both looked like, at each other like, what, and I, first of all, what's a group ride? Well, I, I said, I've never done a group ride. He said, right. oh, don't worry about it. We'll talk to you about it and, you, and you'll find. You'll be okay. Yep. And uh, if I remember correctly, we did do it. 
We did. We did. I we think went, very went spontaneous, it. we did. We jumped on, on the motorcycle and went. And quite honestly, the rest is history for us because that actually set a very good foundation for us and our riding. Thank goodness for the hog chapter. Yes. Uh, and for, for Harley Davidson for putting the hog chapter into place and allowing that because that was a good learning. Great we, foundation. We were able, for great a foundation riding. for learning. Yes. I probably, um, and I'll just be quite honest here, I probably would not wear a helmet maybe if it wasn't for the hog chapter it's not like they enforced it or anything but it was just it was just good safety practices and i'm not putting down anybody for not wearing a helmet believe me i'll ride once in a while without a helmet but now to me it's become a habit so right. it's, it's not even a second thought to me and years ago just real quick years ago i i had a bike accident and had it not been my, for my helmet i wouldn't probably not be here today because that helmet back then cracked Mm -hmm. So I don't want to get too far off topic because but, but we are talking about group riding. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, our experiences at the time with group riding were, you know, the group never really exceeded. I don't think and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think it ever exceeded about 20 motorcycles at the most. And that was really a large group at the time for us in that ex exposure. And I think that, you know, in most groups that would be the case, but that's not necessarily happening these days and which is what brought up the story in my class. So let me kind of take a back, uh, a step back and put it in reverse and let's talk about the story. So one of my group riders um, actually said, you know, I have questions about group riding. Here's what my experience was. So I'm just coming from their perspective. They had not received their endorsement yet, had the motorcycle for a couple months, were getting on and practicing, and a friend invited them to go out with this local group. And the group ride, they were hesitant. They reached out to the, the organizational directors of that group, um, expressed their concern. They said, come on out, not a problem. So when that, that student got to the group ride and saw a bunch of people, and I'm not talking 20 people, there were probably 40 to 60 wow. people That's on nice. that ride. Yeah. So a huge group, not just big, it was a huge group. So they were intimidated. They were unsure of their abilities as a new rider. As a new rider absolutely. So their natural thought was to get in the back of the pack. When they took off from their leaving destination, their leaving location, they thought they were in the back of the pack. So they go through the first traffic light and the group gets split, which is not uncommon in a group environment. So that new rider is now the lead of the ride for the next segment. They're sitting at this red, red light almost in panic mode because they're not sure what to do. And now I'm the leader and I see the motorcycles taking off and they, they catch up, they get through the ride somehow later down the destination. But now this person felt as though a good part of the ride because the group stayed split for quite some time that they were now having to ride beyond their own experiences and expectations. So the rest of the group let Deb, we need to take a quick break right there. We're going to take a quick break. You'll hear Deb will finish the story and we'll be right back. Just stay tuned for us. We're going to come right back, but we need to hear from one of our sponsors. Thanks. Hi, Rider Coach Deb here. Just wanted to take a quick minute and share with you something that I have found that is a phenomenal safety item that every rider that rides with a helmet will want to have for their own safety and protection on the road. It's called the InView Wireless Brake and Turn Signal Light. It's designed to attach to your helmet, as I mentioned, and it syncs up directly with your brake lights and turn signals so that the car drivers that just seem to miss the signals that we put on will now be able to see it because it's right at eye level on your 
your helmet. They're designed with ultra-bright LEDs. As I mentioned, it is programmable and it works in conjunction with your brake lights and turbulent signals from the motorcycle. It's very easy to install and simple to use. So if you would like to find out more and get information about the InView, be sure and visit chucknndebshow.com forward slash InView and in the ordering process, put in coupon code BIKERLIFE. Again, chucknndebshow.com forward slash InView and utilize coupon code BIKERLIFE to get a great discount on the InView. Welcome back. We're so glad that you stayed with us. So let me finish our story because it's got me like on the edge of my seat, like I hope everybody is as well, <laughs> is that, um, you know, then all of a sudden they felt the rest of the riders, which seemed to be experienced riders, were kind of pushing them beyond their riding um, desires and, and expectations and limits. And it, they, they got out. That's absolutely right. Going, I'm sorry. And so then they finally connected with the group. They got to their destination, worked through everything. And then the this new rider went up again to the directors and said some things. And all of a sudden he felt as though a good part of the group started to make fun of him and his oh, abilities man. because Come of the on, choices Biker? he what made that as that lead rider to get in there and yeah. you know he was a little hesitant about corners and gravel and there were things as a new rider that just right you know that rightfully so he was a little intimidated and concerned about so was making sure that he did the best he could but just always felt pressure and then felt like as though he was being almost made fun of by a good part of the group because he was a new rider could that have been paranoia maybe uh, I don't think so. I don't seem to sense that from this particular person. So I don't know that it would be paranoia. I, you know, I, again, it was a little, probably a little cautious and maybe even overcautious on his part as a new writer, but rightfully so. You know, I, the couple of things I asked about in the class that you are probably thinking about is, you know, every ride that we did with the Hog Chapter, there was what was referred to as a pre-ride safety, safety briefing. briefing. And so I exactly asked him about that. Safety safety briefing and so he said well they got up there for a couple of minutes and talked about the group was going and where the destination was but that was about it and that to me that was a little concerning because that i think is number one that needs to happen is a pre-ride safety briefing yeah definitely pre-ride safety briefing but my first thought is i think there's two two things and i hope i'm not throwing you off too much no. two things that came to mind for me is nobody asked are there any new riders is there anybody that hasn't ever ridden in a group before Correct. And I think that they did that in Hog. As a matter of fact, Hog, you guys, sometimes if you're new to the group, you've got to sign a waiver, at least the, the Hog chapter that we rode with. Um, and then the second thing is, is actually there's a responsibility on the writer's behalf. And maybe he did that when he talked to the, the director to say, hey, I'm a new writer. Is that how he explained it to you? That's how, how it was explained is, that, you know, they had text back and forth prior to the ride. And so he went up to introduce himself um, now that I'm the person that's been texting. And so just want to make sure it was really clear that, you know, hey, I, I am a new rider and this is what I wanted to experience. So again, you know, I think that that's a great point because in our experience, new riders are oftentimes recommended to ride in the back in the of the back. pack. Yep. Because here's which is where he went, which was good logic what, on his behalf. What he thought was the pack, but also what happened was the people started to filter in after him. I don't know if they were holding out or being in the back on purpose or what the case is. You know, there's always yeah. some dynamic with a group Sometimes that goes like on that you're out of control. Yeah. So, you know, to me, the concern for him was, was that, you know, he was a new rider and he didn't have the best experience as a new rider in a group, which to me was why I teach now that it is not the best uh, example to for a new rider to go in a group ride if you don't know the setting. So how can you learn about the setting? I think there are some really key 
points that we can make for those that are listening if they haven't been on a group ride or they're a new rider. And so the first of all, if you have are an experienced rider and you're leading a ride, it's important that you understand and ask, are there any new riders out there? Right. And appropriately maybe position them in the back. And so that's been our experience is new riders are in the back and here's the reason why. And so the road captain, he'll go over all that and the hog chapter, that that's who does that. Right. And then there's also a sweet person right. that's involved that sort of overlooks, oversees those new people that might be in the back. At least that's from our experience. our experience, right? And so I wanted to talk about that because there is a, a ride captain or a ride leader that's kind of leading the pack. And then there's typically a sweep or a, a carry in the back end. I'm not sure that everybody's got a different name tail for them, a tail of the group. Whatever. And so really in our experience through riding, which I thought was phenomenal way to get the experience is that that sweep person or the person in the tail end of the, the group now took a responsibility of kind of overseeing and watching those new riders in the back. If there was um, a, anyone that there was obviously very clear communication about if there was a breakdown or a problem with a motorcyclist that pulled over, that sweep would then pull along beside them. That was the only other person to stop with someone in trouble to help them out. And it's interesting, the name sweep, I sort of like it. Sweep means maybe clean up messes. <laughs> yeah, no, you would, you would that like might that. That be a negative connotation, <laughs> and I don't mean it to be that way. But you, when you think about it, it's to sweep up, to you know, keep things moving forward, to, right. to stragglers that take place, bikes that break down. It's to sweep all that stuff up and keep it together. And actually, the sweep position is just as important uh, of a position as the road captain or the lead position. Absolutely. Uh, actually, I sometimes believe that the sweep position, you got to be a certain person to, to be able to do that sweet position because if something does happen, you got to be there to help these people. And a lot of times people freak out, you know, when things break down and things go wrong. So you've got to be there reassuring people, helping people, guiding people. And so you've got to be, you know, in my opinion, both the positions, you know, I've, I've only led one ride. You've read a ride. I'd like to ride in the back. I think I've done sweep one time. Um, but anyway, mm -hmm. I don't want to take you away for the rest of the thing. So one of the things you got always do as well is what we always ran to, not always, from time to time, we ran into people that joined in the group ride and they didn't come prepared. Right. Okay. So always come prepared to a group ride. And that means uh, bladders empties and tank full. Okay. And then all the rest of the equipment that you need to check. And you're probably going to talk a little bit about that yeah. of the equipment that needs to be in place before you actually get on the road. Absolutely. I, I love that because what we were really talking about in my mind initially was the communication that happens okay, before the ride. No, that's okay. And so taking a step back, what can we do as riders to prepare for that group ride is first of all, absolutely what you said is bladders empty and tanks are full and making sure that you show up with a full tank. Now, again, we had people in our group that were very clear and addressed that over and over yeah, and so over again. The road captain always asked. Always, you know, always yeah, everybody it, you know? filled up. So that's what the one thing, but you also need to do some pre-ride checks of your own motorcycle to make sure that that equipment, I think as, as important as the equipment, but your mental game is on too, because motorcycling is such a mental game and such a mental exercise that it's important that not only have you checked your tires, all of your fluids, making sure your turn signals, all of those pre-ride safety checks that you do on a motorcycle every single time, but also for a ride is make sure that you're in the game because there are a lot of dynamics that happen in group riding that are very different than just going out with one or two other people. So making sure you've got your game on and then being familiar with it. You know, one thing I think that's important is a lot of people don't understand that there are group riding signals. And I put that under my communication category because, you know, that's how rider one communicates with rider two and rider three, all the way back to the very end to that sweep so that everyone knows exactly what's going to happen along the ride. 
It's funny. And then I remember there was a big controversy overtaking your hands off the handlebars in order to do the signals. <laughs> True, yeah. So I guess that's a whole nother topic. Keep it, going. We down. sure we could talk about that one probably all day long. Um, also the ride captain and sweep, another piece of communication. And we have been on groups where there was actually an intercom system that connected oh, yeah. the lead rider with the sweep. And so I'll it, even give a shout out while you're there because I was thinking about it earlier. Okay. I mean, we've had some great riders. Jim and Janine, fantastic. Uh, road Rex, captain, yep. Janine would ride, J9 would ride sweep. Right. And then you got Jim and Wendy Brown, Brown of yep. the American Legion. And they really had it down because they did have the intercoms. And I think, uh, I don't, I think eventually the hog chapters uh, might even got that too. So, but you know, it's really, really important. Those guys, when you've got an organized group and they, they've got it mm-hmm. down, blocking traffic for you, right. uh, you know, pulling over when people are, tra- you know, all sorts of things that take place when you're in a group. That, that you need to know and you've got to have the right people in place in order to ride because you're talking about people's safety, okay? Right. You're talking about people's lives. And so it's really important to have the proper people in place to watch over those people. Absolutely right. So that communication is it was key. And we and I'm glad you mentioned Jim and Wendy Brown because that's who came to mind for me as well, is that you know, Jim is the lead motorcyclist, had communication and intercom connection with Wendy. And so if he saw something as the lead bike, she knew what to protect and what to do on the back end of the group in order to make sure that we all stayed as safe as possible. So it was a great connection, great communication, and an awesome way to travel as groups. Um, the other thing I want to make sure, and everybody says ride your own ride in a group. And so what does that really mean? You know, oftentimes as a new rider, you are more hesitant. There are things that you're more concerned about. And I definitely think that you have the ability to ride your own ride when you're in the back of the pack. You have the ability to to take a little bit more distance from your lead rider. Now, oftentimes in group riding, they talk about a staggered formation. And that simply means nothing different than one rider is in one position, which in the classroom environment, we call it lane position one or the left side of the lane. And then the other rider is taking up lane position three, which is the inside of the lane. And the idea of that is you're two seconds apart from one another to give you plenty of distance to stop and make sure you have a a clear vision of what's going on. But the idea is, is it also opens up your view and your vision for the lanes ahead of you. So again, we talk a lot in class about rider radar and getting new riders to think about how far down the road do you actually have to look in order to see what things are happening in your path of travel. And staggered riding does that for a group in that environment. So one other thing I want to make sure and mention that riders take it, take into consideration um, is what we refer to as um, not doing what the rider necessarily right in front of you does or what's t- called target fixation because it's very easy in that group environment is to see the lights in front of you that are on that staggered formation and only look at what those lights have going on and, and get fixated on them. And that's how sometimes a lot of accidents quite honestly happen is you're so stuck on watching exactly what's happening in front of you that you're not doing that four seconds ahead or that 10 seconds ahead or 12 seconds ahead and making sure that you're constantly doing the scanning motion, not only from side to side and checking the roadway, but you're also checking the riding group way in ahead of you and way in advance. And so that's the last point I wanted to make sure that that we talked about well, today about group riding. I've got a couple things. Uh, first of all, uh, you were talking about the staggered in two seconds. Yes. Now that's a big controversy. Oh, too. it's been a conversation. Good old Jim, <laughs> he would be all over that one. And that was that was a huge topic for discussion. But also, isn't there, that's two seconds from the staggered position. And what's the other, or is it two seconds?
seconds from the bike in front of you? It's two seconds from the staggered bike straight directly in front of you, and it's usually about a second in between. So you're trying okay. to keep that formation That's fairly tight because if you think about it, if you had 20 motorcycles on the interstate and you were all two seconds back, you'd be miles oh, of motorcycles. And most car drivers do not have the patience for us to be that way. So you got to keep a fairly tight position, a second apart. But the idea is, and what I love about that concept is that this motorcycle has this entire movement of the lane. So if there's an obstacle, you can swerve over. And so what does this mean? This rider has that same. same. It can run that whole entire width of the lane. That's your space to ride from a safety standpoint. Yeah, and so, I mean, this is really actually a deep topic. I don't think we're gonna have enough time because you've got to go to another class I do. here in just a moment. <laughs> so we're not gonna have enough time to go into the details. So Deb, I think we might have to revisit this next week. Okay, okay? sounds great. I, I think because there's a lot to it. Like for example, what I wanna bring up is because the person that told you that they got left. Yes. You know, they weren't prepared. They didn't even know where they were going. Right, You know, a true. lot of the rides that we had with the Hog Chapter, people handed out you know, directions, directions right. so they would know where to go. <laughs> All right, so, and then there was the bread, breadcrumb deal. Right, that's another right? Me method of so leaving, yep. I think that's behind. important, you know, uh, is to leave somebody, if there's a turn, I think this is the way it worked, correct me if I'm wrong, like if the, if, if we're going straight and then the, the group decide there's a turn, then somebody would be left behind right. at that intersection to say, hey, here we are, we're going this way. Correct. And that's extremely important. You know, I think this whole thing about the hog chapter, to me has really proven a lot. And I'm so, so grateful for the hog chapter. I just can't tell you how much. I'm so grateful for little dude for coming up to me and introducing me to the hog chapter. Right. Because had it not be, I wouldn't know the things that I know about writing. And believe me, I've got a lot more to learn. Okay, <laughs> and I'm open to that. But, you know, it's really important to get a foundational base. And especially when you're leading and guiding other people to know these different ways of handling different situations, especially if you have a large group of bikes. Right. Essentially, in my opinion, if you're leading a group, you're responsible for that group. And that's so, a whole nother controversial is, point too, be because too. I believe that there is some level of responsibility, but you know, others, some, others right? will throw their hands up in the air and that's, say, that's nope, true. I'm just here to ride my ride and all of them are too. So, you know, <laughs> so that's why I say crazy. it's pretty deep. You can go it on and on. Maybe we need to get a guest on here next week to, to actually make it interesting. Hey, that'd be a great and, idea. And talk about, uh, the different aspects of just group riding alone. But one of the things we want to do, and we're going to have to wrap it up here fairly quick, is that we want to encourage you to actually ride in a group. That's right. Now, that doesn't mean I like to ride in a group. <laughs> well, it's, it's because we've, done, you, we've become, done it for years. You know, but, but it's a great way to learn things. If you're a new rider, we don't want the situation about what we're talking about to, what's the right word to sway you or right or, to intimidate right, you yeah, or cause you not, not to, to desire but you know because maybe whole, get some experience is what yeah, you could the, say the is, whole right. idea is we you know the, get out there and do it and try it and it may not be you for you but it may be for you and it's actually an opportunity for you to really meet some great people um, and then you can decide for yourself where you go but it's a good place to start in my opinion especially with the hog chapter um, mm -hmm. you know with the training that you get and the people there that look over and watch over you, these people have actually been trained. A lot of them, they go to the training, uh, you know, throughout the year. And so they know what they're doing. They're usually experienced writers. Right. And it's really a great place to start. And I know a lot of people think, and it's sort of true, is it's just where the old fat guys go ride, <laughs> right? 
Well, it's but a- isn't that, what what better place to go and to learn from the experienced writers? Right, absolutely, and it's it's a place to get that exposure and that experience, and then decide if it's for you. I mean, the hog chapters that we've experienced have, are great. They know roads, they oh, know locations, man, they, know. they know all sorts of places, and it's not just our local hog chapter that we've connected with. Across the U.S., it's a connection and a network that expands way beyond that. So we've ridden with a North Carolina group. We rode with a Tennessee group. That's a hog chapter. I mean, we just were able to connect with several you know, in several it's different It's given areas. me chills, Deb. I mean, literally. <laughs> look, it's given me chills and it actually makes me want to ride with the hog chapter again. Okay, let's you know, do it. And to, to do a group ride uh, because of so much that it instilled in us and because of all the fun and all the people we met over the years and all the miles right. we put on the bike. Our first year, and I know we got to wrap it up, Deb, I'll let you do the wrapping up. But all our year, when we got involved with our first year, when we got involved with the hot shot, was it the first year they had the passport? Uh, yeah, that or the I, second the year. It was really when we just started year. to ride again. We were Absolutely. on the road a lot. And we've got some interesting stories that we could tell you, and we just don't have time today I know. about a lot of rides, okay? But and it's maybe, rem- uh, maybe if I give a shout out to Mikey, yes. Mikey, you might want to like at least phone in. Let's phone in. And get and, him on and because he's got in and, so and many share great some stories. Of stories uh, and you can share your experiences too, or anybody Absolutely. else for that matter. And you can actually go out to our website, the thechuckindebshow.com, and there is a way for you to record a message that you can get to us. Yes. Take advantage of that. If you go ahead and record a message, we can go ahead and put it on the show. We can actually answer your question or anything you want to share about what we've shared so far. That's thechuckindebshow.com, and you can't miss it. There's a way to record it. If you have problems, contact us, and we'll help you out. But you shouldn't have any problems whatsoever. All you need is a mic and a voice. That's right. And your mic could be your telephone too. So we want to make sure that you have the ability to reach out to us because as we've said before, the show isn't about us. It's about you, our audience and our listeners. And we want to make sure that we're bringing value to you. And so this is how you can connect with us is getting out to our Facebook page, Biker Life Radio on Facebook. You can also private message us, which many of them have. Um, we've heard from lots of different great riders around the country, um, around the country absolutely, that we've connected I mean, the world. with. It's in the country. <laughs> yeah, yeah hey, we the connect around the world. Life, so yeah. join Biker Life Radio on Facebook and be sure to like, share, and subscribe on our podcast so that you never miss an episode and please leave us a review as well. Yeah, if you could leave us a, re- a review, definitely on our uh, uh, iTunes. If you yes. go out to iTunes as far as the podcast goes, that would be really appreciated. We need those reviews in order for more people to get to know about us. And so we would really appreciate that very much. And uh, also on fa- on uh, YouTube, since we're now <laughs> putting these videos up on YouTube, if you go out and like and subscribe on YouTube, the Chuck like and Show, subscribe. we really appreciate it as long as uh, the Facebook page as well. And that's how you can help us continue to get the message out. And Deb, being the our, uh, writer coach, she has a lot of information that we really want to get out to people, especially those who are thinking about riding yes. and want to ride. We are here to encourage you to get your ride on, okay? That's it. Find so, true freedom. So find true freedom, exactly. Hashtag find true freedom. And uh, Deb, I'm going to turn it over to you and we need to wrap this up. Okay. Well, we certainly just want to thank you for being part today and listening. We're so grateful that you've joined us today and we will see you again soon. Thanks a lot for tuning in, everybody. Take care.